Can we be objectively critical and expecting accountability while also not being continuously negative? Yes. Yes, we can. You are Locked On Oklahoma State, your daily podcast on the Oklahoma State Cowboys, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Howdy, y'all, and hello, all. Welcome back to Locked On Oklahoma State, your daily stop for all things cowboy and cowgirl related. My name is Cody Stovall. I want to thank you kindly for stopping by to make this your first listen here on Locked On Oklahoma State. You can find me at Aldeo State. We're available on every single podcasting platform as well as available on YouTube. So whenever I took this job, um, and I'm sending, you know, videos out. One of the things that always resonated with me was cover what the fans want you to cover. Don't cover everything that you want to cover. And, you know, when I first heard it, I was like, well, I don't know if I completely agree, but as time has gone on, I get it right at the time. I didn't get it. Now I get it. And although I have three pages of uh, all the recruiting stuff, I woke up this morning to a massive amount of messages, all pertaining to the, the Twitter space that, that was on last night. So what had happened was I tried to start a Twitter space, but due to my technologically inadvanced capabilities, I had some difficulties with it. And then so Sam Mays, he did a space. And I, I, I got on his space, right? Had everybody get off my space, get on his space. And then we start going and then my phone died. And I was driving on the highway and I didn't have a charger. So it just, it was what it was. And then as soon as I got home, got my phone plugged up back in, there was another space open. So I just jumped on that one with Oklahoma State guys. And it was a very good dialogue, right? It was a really good conversation. I heard some people talking about the, the constant negativity of the previous space, but nobody really went too far in depth just because we were covering some of the recruiting news. And then I kind of read through the messages today and I get some back and forth with people. And then I have um, our new punter Hudson Clark on, uh, which will be, you know, I'll I'll be getting uh, uploaded here shortly. But, you know, throughout that conversation with him off of camera, um, it got brought up and it, it kind of allowed me to piece together all of the messages and what was going on, because I guess sometimes your Twitter spaces are, uh, you can re-listen, but sometimes you can't. I don't know how that works. I'm not going to pretend that I do. I actually didn't even know that Twitter spaces were recordable until recently within the last like hour. (laughs) So yeah, I don't know. But what I do know is there's a difference, right? Between being, objectively critical and basically being willing to hold people accountable as opposed to just bashing and being negative. And, you know, this is why I'm I'm tackling this subject at this very moment, because I have been critical before of Gundy 
And I think that it's it's beyond warranted to be critical of, of Gundy's decision-making process in fourth quarters of big games over the last 16 years. But at the same time, I also am a realist, and I understand that he has earned another year no matter what happens. If we lose the bowl game by 97 points, it doesn't matter. If we would have went four and seven this year, realistically, it, it wouldn't have mattered. Gundy was going to get another year because he earned it. He deserves it. It's just, it's a, it's a fact. But we can be critical of this decision at this time in this fourth quarter against this team, against this game, and it ruined our chances to play for this Big 12 title and this Big 12 title and this Big 12 title. Like, I think that it's beyond fair to hold everybody accountable. Same thing goes with John Smith. He's earned X amount of years. Well, last season was the worst year in his entire tenure at Oklahoma State University. And this year, you know, we're, we look pretty good, but we're not we're not dominating like we used to, like we grew up uh, being used to. So if we have another year or two of, of this, then, you know, it's just it's time. It's time to move on. Just like uh, look at Coach Dickey, a legend in the game, right? Okay, but sometimes the game passes people by. It's just it happens. And if you can't grow, then you've heard, heard it here before, you're going to die. If you ain't growing, you're dying. And I feel like we're taking the right steps, right? If you read between the lines, what we're doing right now makes a lot of sense. It makes a whole lot of sense. How can we as a fan base continue to hope for more, to wish for more, to want for more, when all you hear in legacy media and in the state of Oklahoma is crap? Even with some of the, uh, air quotes, Oklahoma State reporters, they don't really seem to give 13 craps about Oklahoma State. They don't care about the history of Oklahoma State. You can watch some uh, legacy media do a 30-minute show about Oklahoma State and 19 minutes of it being about cats and, and, and things of that nature. It just, it's it's frustrating. And then you have the, the other side of the aisle that will always be there. Those are the, the negative, OSU is not good at this and this and that and whatever. So if you're an Oklahoma State fan, you spent your entire life hearing that 24-7 on the radio, uh, you know, through media, it was always about OU. And even somebody like a Barry Tremel, who is a phenomenal writer, Barry Tremel for a long, 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 long time was a hardcore OU homer. And, you know, he's obviously, as Gundy has built up some respect, somebody like a Barry Tremel has given Oklahoma State a little bit more respect. And it's admirable. We appreciate it. Matter of fact, Barry Tremel is the only one who really asks any difficult questions at all, whatsoever, anytime Gundy goes behind the podium. I don't know if it's, you know, the OSU people are, are scared to make Gundy upset that they're not going to ask the completely reasonable, logical questions. It's maddening, but it's not as maddening as all the crap you hear 24-7. We can be objectively critical and hold people accountable without being constantly negative. Well, okay, let's let's give more layers to this. We have the number 39 recruiting class in America. Is that great? No, it's not. Should it be continuously acceptable? 
No, it shouldn't shouldn't be at all. Should this be a ranking that we have fixed over the years and because of being a top twin, uh, most winningest programs the last 10, 12 years, should we be a top 20 recruiting class every single year? Absolutely. Nobody should say otherwise. But when you look at this class, there's only 17 high school kids, right? Coupled with the transfer market. Coupled with everybody that decided to stay, it just it doesn't make sense to constantly, constantly be negative all the damn time. It just doesn't make sense. What does make sense is me letting you guys know that today we are partially brought to you by Sling TV. Go check them out, guys. It just it, it makes it uh, an enjoyable uh, sports experience when you have the most amount of, of viewership accessible. So, yeah, there's that. I just, I you know, it really, it really, it, it really bothers me. Just like we talked about last night, it bothers me that there's a lot of Oklahoma State fans that are okay with constant seven, eight win seasons. I'm not. I don't think we should be. I think that's bad for the university. But sometimes you have to put things into context. I'm not standing on the mountain of this year's due to injury, 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 injury. No, 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 no. Injuries played a massive part. Yes. But injuries cost us a couple games. Okay, sure. But five? No. Injuries did not do that. I think it's I think it's um, ridiculous to assume uh, otherwise. Injuries played a good part, but okay. When you have injuries, you have to then try to do things a little bit differently, correct? You have to try to cater to what you have lost. We didn't do that, and then you look at the depth. If you grade position by position on film, the talent for the ninety seventh time is not an issue whatsoever. Death wasn't an issue. Practice habits? Yeah. Some contention in the locker room with how the offense was being ran? Yes. Did these things show up on the sidelines? Yes. Did they show up on the field? You guessed it. Absolutely. But then you see we lose Spencer Sanders. Okay. The foregone conclusion. I think we all knew he had reached his ceiling due to coaching. And it is, it is what it is. Same with um, you know, Trace Ford. He gave us a, a long time. He tried, he tried, he tried. He just couldn't get healthy enough to stay on the field. So, you know, he wants to go spread his wings elsewhere. So be it. Not that big of a deal. Mason Cobb, you know, the family over everything uh, brand, to me, it, 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 it made me believe that Mason Cobb, somebody that will constantly choose family, I assumed that meant part of his, his, his brothers in the locker room Okay, I was wrong on that one. My bad. It happens. But then you add Jabbar Muhammad. Jabbar doesn't make any sense. Uh, and, and realistically, now, the more that I think about it, Mason doesn't either. I understand that, that, that some of these young men want to go get uh, paid more. I get that. I understand that you want to be somewhat closer to family. Um, but 
some of it just makes zero sense. Like Jabbar Muhammad makes no sense. Played good. Um, had, had some things centered around him. Didn't get tested too much because, you know, he's that good. And the Big 12 is pretty loaded. And so he wants an easier path. I get it. But for anybody that thinks that we lose those guys and all of a sudden we're in uh, automatic rebuild mode, it's just, it's, it's, it's nuts. You're talking about three dudes that you are going to miss production from. Three dudes. Meanwhile, you had 12 true freshmen playing on the field a significant amount the season. So just like I just talked about with Hudson, you think that it would be fair to, again, assume that all of these freshmen that got to play this season are going to be more prepared next year than ever before, plus the bowl game. Bowl game's huge because of the extra amount of practice time. But just like I think the, the, the portion of us that seem to be caught in this disillusion that seven, eight wins over and over again is acceptable, right? Getting to 10 wins is, is, is cool. I don't think that we should be okay with these dudes that are always trashing either. I think you can have both worlds coexist. But this is our job. To me, so guys, this is not a job to me. This is 100% tried and true, my calling. There is no doubt about it. And part of it, to me, is erasing the constant negative bullcrap we've heard for the last 70 flipping years. Anytime as a kid growing up, like my dad listened to like the sports animal. And, you know, it, it, it was good, I guess, to have your, your, your finger on the pulse of what's happening. But I remember as a kid asking my dad, why do they never talk about Oklahoma State? And we're not just talking about football, right? This is the, the, the times when we had Eddie Sutton and going to the Final Four, Elite Eight, Sweet 16 was an expectation year in, year out. Playing for Big 12 titles was an expectation year in, year out. But instead, you heard nothing but OU on the airwaves. And what you did hear about OSU, it was from the same mouth-breathing buffoons that had nothing but glowing things to say about OU for hours. They talked 15 minutes about how eh, average Oklahoma State is. Eh, They'll always be average. and eh, They're just a mediocre team walking. So this is our job, is to drown out the crap. It hurts worse when it's freaking alumni, when it's somebody like Jim the Trader Traber, who gets on and bashes O-State. Pat Jones gets on, and he does what? He bashes how mediocre Gundy is over and over and over. And then you have somebody like a Sam Mays, who is very well uh, regarded for his time in Stiller, Oklahoma. I, I respect everything he was able to do in legacy media. And I'm still planning to potentially have him on the show because I didn't hear everything. All I'm getting is all these messages about how, why is Oklahoma State people so negative? Why are the legacy so negative? Why do people keep talking crap about Oklahoma State all the time? And I think the answer is pretty simple. It's because it's been force-fed down your throat your entire life. No matter how old you are, it has been force-fed down your throat forever and a day that OU is this magical, beautiful, mystical, farting rainbow Skittles unicorn 
while Oklahoma State is just a team that, that you know, hangs out the bottom of the river with the catfish, hoping that things float by. So this has been the narrative forever. And then we have alumnus who are not even willing to stand by the university and, and, and speak positively when it is required. Are there times that you could potentially be, quote unquote, negative? Yes. I have been somebody that isn't a Gundy apologist at all. I think that Oklahoma State University can do more. I've been thinking that for years. But to pretend that Zane Flores wasn't one of the, of the top Elite 11 quarterbacks, just so you can pump some narrative about Oklahoma State can't get any quarterbacks, or you talking about how we're, you know, we're just we're in a massive down spiral of losing people in the portal and it's always going to be this way, yet we've only really lost three starting dudes. We have a job to do, Cowboy Nation. And our job is to drown out the bull crap. Every opportunity you have to drown out the crap, you need to do it, which means you need to be injecting yourself with as much realistic information as possible. Once again, which brings us back to the recruiting class. Is 39 overall the greatest thing in the world? No. Should we accept it all the time? No. Should we be better? Yes. But in football, the beauty of playing the game for a long time or studying film for a long time is just knowing when doesn't make sense. You can see square peg, round hole. That's not going to work. You can see it. So to to come off as this, this person that is... I don't know, all-knowing, but then also reversing, you know, where you came from, like a Jim Trader Traber. In my opinion, we we give these dudes too much, too much credence. You don't want to keep hearing constant negativity, then just stop. There are plenty of outlets out there that are die-hard, bleed orange fans that that can, you know, help get the narrative out there that we are successful. We have been in a multitude of things. And our NIL collectives are up there with the big boys, right? Are we ever going to spend as much money as an A&M or, or, or a Texas? No, we're not. But are we ever going to be down there with, with the Tulsas of the world when it comes to spending in NIL? No, we're not. And it's just preposterous that we, not we, okay, not us, but some of the fans out there, they push this stuff. When you hear a fan say, oh, seven, eight wins, that's okay. It's okay. You, you should remember the times that, you know, we were terrible. No. We just need to explain to, to, to everybody that we got to get with the times. And it's the same as these legacy media dudes that do nothing but breathe out of their teeth without having any substance. Stop allowing these people to have any bearing on what the conversation is on Oklahoma State University. If they don't know anything about what's happening, then why do we give these, these same dudes the platform to continue to do so? Stop listening to crap. Stop watching crap and start investing in the Oklahoma State stuff. And I'm not saying spend your money on you know, the 247 OSU side. Or even the on three OSU side or the rivals OSU side. To me, all of that is slightly unnecessary as well because you can acquire the information daily for free. 
every single day. You don't have to pay for anything. Yet you also, you don't have to listen to these mouth-breathing buffoons go on and on and on about how mediocre we always, always, always will be. About how average we always have been. About how we just need to start being okay with seven, eight wins because it's all we'll ever be. Because some, some of us in the fan base, we've had years of this being beaten down our throat that we now accept it. We now say, guys, it's okay. That gun has failed so many times. It's okay that we only have seven wins. It's not. Just like it's not okay when people go on the radio, airwaves, behind camera, whatever, and they say a bunch of nonsense that's not true. The next time you hear somebody say Oklahoma State's recruiting class was trash, I mean, you, you probably – oh, never mind. Don't do that. I was going to suggest something uh, inappropriate. Don't – don't now. Nah, fighting is bad. Violence is bad, right? <laughs> just uh, give them facts, right? Well, next time you hear an OU fan that's like, oh, we have seven national championships, be like, hey, guys, I hear you. That's true. But if anybody wants to talk crap on our 45 national title, like, okay, that's statistically verifiably provable. Why don't you tell me um, why you guys were on probation in the mid-70s, yet you have titles in that range? How odd. Because OU fans, for the most large part, they just regurgitate crap they hear. They don't know what happened. They don't know when it happened. They don't know who was even responsible for it happening. So we just need to stop letting them dictate what happens and what we hear and what we feel and what we believe. If it, If we can put together tangible, verifiable evidence that some people just like to talk, to talk, to talk, then we need to stop giving those same individuals our time because it infects us negatively. Uh, once again, I'll say it. This is not the same as being critical. This is not the same as holding everybody accountable. But we've got to stop allowing all of this crap to continually perpetuate the airwaves. If you don't think that O-State has a good enough voice out there, then you just maybe haven't found the right, the right spots. If you feel like you need to spend a bunch of money to get Oklahoma State information, you, just, you haven't found the right, right spots. I'm telling you, they're out there. I'm not just talking about my show. Um, there's a lot of Oklahoma State dudes that, that care about Oklahoma State, that research Oklahoma State on a a fairly consistent basis that no more than any single one of your Alex backs or your Jim Trabers or any of them dudes that jump on that, that the, the crap legacy, Oklahoma media. It's a waste of time. You know what they're going to say is probably not true and it's probably going to be negative. So why, why do we keep giving the, these dudes time? Right. I'm all for a healthy debate. I'm all for it. But if all you're doing is just talking crap to talk crap for the sake of talking crap, then what good are you doing? How much are you helping the university? And again, I'm not saying, well, I'm not going to lie, Cody. No, you shouldn't. You should never lie. But you should also be more realistic. Don't go on the radio and be like, well, I don't really know, but X, Y, and Z. Like, 
which rubs me the wrong way. And clearly it rubs a lot of y'all the wrong way or I wouldn't have woke up so many messages. So just like when I was hired, what I was told was give the people what they want, not always what you want. I could talk recruiting all day, every day for hours uh, upon it. So we'll make sure to hammer that one home. But this clearly was something that needed to be discussed. Hopefully it gets spread around as much as physically possible because, again, I can't stand it. I cannot stand how much crap is constantly being spread about Oklahoma State when 90% of it is just not even true. Like, you can't say, well, our O-line should be better because Coach Dickey's a, a, a legend, but then also pretend that you watched any of the games this year. Gundy loves Dickey. We get it. Dickey was good at smash mouth Kansas State football. We get it. Maybe that's what we're moving to. It seems like that, that that does seem to be the new focus. And if it is, can't wait. But it just, it, it, it chaps my ass when people who are supposed to be representing us do nothing but talk crap. How are we going to up recruiting if we're talking about how terrible we are all the time? There's a time and a place for everything. Holding people accountable is a must, including Gundy, including John Smith, including Josh Holiday, including Mike Boynton. Okay, facts. But we can also talk about the, the cool stuff, the positive stuff. How big of a get this kid was. How big of a, of, of a get this kid was. How little of a loss this guy leaving is because of. Y'all know I, I get fired up. Y'all know that I I love what I'm doing. So, if anybody has any negative OSU stuff that, that you hear or see or read, please, please, please keep sending it my way because I, I think it's time for this crap to stop. If you're not going to represent the university, then why talk? If you think everything is just all negative, 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 then, then why, why pretend you're a positive voice? Because all you're doing is hurting the university. All you're doing is helping these kids in state that are like, well, dang, if OSU people don't like OSU, then I probably shouldn't go to OSU. Once again, I'm not saying we fluff things up. I'm not saying that we pretend things aren't happening by any stretch. But why are we being constantly negative and then continuously allowing these, these, these dudes that you know are going to do nothing but talk down to, to Oklahoma State? Why do we keep giving them the ability to do so? I just don't get it. Don't like it, but we will fix it. We are on a mission, and we'll get there slowly but surely. Stop allowing negativity to seep into your pores unless you have, like, you know, something to to knock it out with. Again, I feel like that's, that's my job. Do I know everything about football? No. Do people know more about football than me? Yeah. But I don't mind putting in the time. 
to do the film study. I don't mind putting in the time to grade every position. I don't mind doing that because it gives me, in my opinion, a little bit more of a realistic grasp on what's happening. Instead of just watching a little piece and be like, yep, see, told you they suck. Okay, but why? Right? Why did the play not go right? Was it designed to go that way? Did the running back miss his assignment? Did, was that tackle supposed to pull and get caught up in the wash? Was that linebacker supposed to be on a delayed blitz or did he just go way too slow? All of these things should be pointed out 100%. As should all the good things be pointed out. And Lou, we lost three main starters. The sky is not falling. We're fine. We had the number one transfer class in America. Okay, number 39 class overall, not the greatest. But when we talk about the gaps that we fill and position by position, why they make sense, I think we'll all come down off that ledge a little bit. But until we do that, we've got to stop letting all this negative, 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 negative bull crap permeate into our bodies. Do we need to be flushed with nothing but orange Kool-Aid? No, that's not, that's not smart. But we also don't need to be flushed, flushed with a bunch of crimson and cream bullcrap down our throat every day either. We've been dealing with it our entire lives. No matter how old you are, all you've heard is, oh, you, 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 oh, you. There is historical reasons why OU gets more credit. That's fine. I, I agree with that. But we as fans, we got to help grow the proper narratives, what's actually happening on campus, what's actually happening in the games, in the practices, on film. Because that is the only way we're going to drown out these mouth-breathing buffoons like Traber and Eshbach. Stop letting it affect you. It, or send it all my way. Because I welcome any and all. So, yeah, that's all I got for you today. Uh, we have the show with Hudson that will be posted uh, briefly, as well as this one. Yeah, keep sending me stuff, guys. You you drive the show. You are the ones that help you know, dictate um, where, we, where we're going. And obviously, like, I have hit stuff that I'm going to continuously get every day. But there are times like this where I get so much of asking for one thing that, okay, that's what I'm doing. The fans drive the show. I just happen to be the boat driver of this, this beautiful boat that will someday be a yacht, thanks to you guys. So continue to do what you do. I'll continue to do what I do. And we together can start shutting all this crap down because it's unnecessary. As always, I love you all. God bless. Go, folks. Thank you kindly for making this your first listen here on Locked On Oklahoma State. We will do this all again tomorrow, y'all. Later. <laughs>